You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1052 with the digital trends in business world, cyber attacks and threats are always lingering. Not only does it slow down operations, but also it jeopardizes your business. This is why it is crucial for business leaders of all sizes to make cybersecurity a company-wide priority. I've invited Kim Chatani to join us today. He's from Chronicle, and he's a partner there. As to, and he's going to explain this, why it's important to know what cyber risks are for your businesses. Kim, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you. Good to be here. It's great to have you. I've been looking forward to having you on the show since we've talked those various times at the Center Club about cybersecurity, and I've heard you speak. So let's start, Bo, for the audience that doesn't know you as well as I do. Tell us a little bit, kind of an interesting story, maybe a little bit about your professional path, how you got to the point you're in here in your career right now. Oh, Sure. I started in the, the big four, or big back then, big eight accounting firms. So I was a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. So as I grow up, I started looking at the numbers and see if there are any anomalies within those numbers, looking at the relationships. And I grew up, as I said, in the, the audit world. I soon became a, a young partner. And w- unfortunately for one of my client situations, I was looking at the financial statement, and it just did not smell right. And I think it comes from audit instinct. So the financial didn't look like, smell right. So I investigated it. Mm -hmm. And soon enough, we found out that it was a a fraud committed by the CEO. So that's how I got into the the world of forensic and uh, forensic CPA. Okay. But uh, if you think about cybersecurity, it's similar to a... um, uh, a fraud you know, for financial statements. In what way? In what way? It's silent, but it does have the similar impact as it does if somebody actually goes and steals fixed assets from a company. Okay. And, and and so today you're not doing audit work at Chronicle. You're an advisory partner looking at cybersecurity, which is, a, unfortunately, it is a rapidly expanding field, isn't it? It certainly is. A lot of... So the... Kim, the people that listen to our show are business owners running companies with up to about $100 million in revenue. Many times these middle market companies think they're safe because it's Target and it's these other firms that get hacked. What is your experience? Well, that may be true. Those are the the stories that you read uh, in the social media, and they go viral. The problem with um, cyber attacks and data breaches is that hurts the reputation. It hurts the reputation of small, medium-sized companies just as much as the reputation of large companies. So what needs to get done, some of the CEOs in middle market companies, they don't understand what a cyber risk is. So I use an analogy. For instance, take a look at a local grocery store. You will know when somebody goes in and breaks in and steals the asset or steals the cash. Right. Right. The windows are broken. The sirens are going. The police are there. But what happens in a cyber world is a little different. It's very quiet. Oftentimes, cyber attackers go in and they place uh, ransomware, Trojans, all these other 
types of uh, malwares, and they stay dormant for a long period of time. And what it's doing while it's staying dormant is it's stealing identities, stealing intellectual properties. And you don't even know that that's happening until one day somebody notices that the company's been hacked and it's all over the media and what one thing leads to another and when you wind up is a hurt reputation i i can see um and, and so i'm thinking like a like a lower middle market ceo like when i'm channeling my inner guest mm-hmm. okay my audience on this one i can see why somebody would want to get into equifax's database or into target's database this credit card information their social security numbers there's all kinds of good stuff and there's a lot of them uh, a lower middle market company has a handful of customers Many times they're B2B, the information that they have, or billing addresses and things for companies. How is that valuable to a cyber attacker? Well, it's a good question. If you take a look at the Target situation, Mm. Target was not the initial uh, entry point. It was an HVAC, an an air conditioning company, which was a lot smaller, obviously, than Target. So they went through the HBAC company, okay, and they stole the credentials that the HBAC company had with Target, which was a communication on an online basis. So they went in through HBAC, and they swam upstream, and they went into the Target accounts, and they stayed dormant until they were able to, to exploit it. So what that means is some of the medium and small-sized companies, they have those connections similar to the HBAC. And that's how they go. So if, you, if you're if you a CEO of a $100 million company or smaller and you happen to be lucky enough to do business with a company like a Target or Walmart, any large retailer who collects all this other kind of information, you could be used as a gateway drug into the into the larger company? Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely. You're a vulnerability to them? Yes. Okay. And, and that's, I, I'd assume, I don't know this, you tell me, Kim, you're in the industry, there was some financial repercussions for that. HVAC company. Yes. I'm sure Target tried to penalize them in some way for right. doing this. And the question is, though, who has the money and who has the deep pocket? And that's right. what they go after. Right. And I know that. The cyber attackers. Absolutely. Yeah, because, yeah, right. But Target isn't going to be happy that you, as your HVAC supplier, mm-hmm. created all these problems for them. Right. So for banks, for instance, who have to reissue credit cards and debit cards. They were held holding the bag in terms of millions of costs related to those reissuance. Right. So they went and sued Target, and they won because they were not at full. It was Target at full. So there's a lot of um, a lot of people looking for compensation back, okay. and you know, part of it is who has the deep pocket to pay for that. I'm talking with uh, Kim Chatani, and but Kim did the, and I don't want to get too far down in the weeds in this one. I'm just trying to make a point to my audience that they may be at risk more than they think? Absolutely. Uh, did Target pursue the HVAC company for any type of financial? Yeah, I think... Uh, I think I mean, They could bankrupt yeah. them pretty easily. Uh, I don't say they did, but I mean, yeah. just the thought of it, if, if banks are coming after mm-hmm. Target and Target tries to put some of this mm-hmm. pressure on their supplier, they could bury them. Yes. Right? But I think the more important thing for Target is to, what is the lessons learned from that? Because they have other HVAC companies, other smaller vendors. How do you manage that instead of going after one small company? How do you take that lessons learned to prevent that in the future? Right. Okay. Well, uh, that's interesting and scary at the same time. So we're going to take our guests our first break here. Boy, 
went quickly here on Critical Mass Radio Show podcast, Kim. We're just we're just getting warmed up, and we're already halfway through the interview. We better pick it up on the second half, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to be talking because Kim has a lot of experience about things that you need to know as a middle market CEO. Uh, I'm going to ask him to kind of share kind of what's the latest in you know things that companies are using, as well as we're going to talk about you know why they need to, why you need to be ready in the areas that you need to look sure that you've hardened your company. Uh, for protection. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this 30-second word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com. And learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. A great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to my website, Critical Mass for F O R, Critical Mass for Business.com. At the bottom of any page is a join our mailing list box. Simply enter your email address and hit subscribe. Like magic, you will start receiving our weekly newsletter that talks about our great guests like Kim. We don't do anything else with your new, with your email address. We simply put you in our newsletter database, which is an opt-in, opt-out, very simple system, and we get rid of your newsletter or your email so that nobody else can find it. All right, you know, Kim, one of our audience asked me to ask you, what is it the Chronicle does? I didn't get a chance to have you tell us what your firm does. Thank you. Um, we are a boutique management consulting firm. We're based in California. We are incorporated in California, and like everybody else, we pay taxes to California. So really deep in California. We are made up of former Big Four partners and senior executives representing the audit field, the consulting field, and a tax field. Mm -hmm. And we provide boutique management consulting services to middle and upper middle to larger organizations. And one of the things that the way we differentiate ourselves is traditional management consulting firms have a solution and they go and consult to the clients. What we do is we turn that paradigm shift a little bit and instead of consulting to, what we do is consult with. And so our motto is changing the way management should be consulting. Hmm. And so what that means is we go in, the CEOs, they know a lot about their organization, a lot about their business. So we want to leverage that. So we bring our experience and expertise where we, we gained it from similar industries or other industries. And together, we work hand-in-hand hand to enhance the organization's ability to get to that next level. So we work with the clients. And, and you're, are you specifically, as the partner, working on the cybersecurity aspect? Or do you do other things in cybersecurity? He's just here today to talk about it with me. 
I f- focus a lot on cybersecurities uh-huh. and regulatory compliance because, as you know, I'm also a board member and audit committee chair. Yes. So I do get involved in, in that aspect of it as well as uh, the strategy aspect of it. Let's turn okay. Let's turn back to the to the audience now, and you know, I know you know a number of ways for small businesses to improve their cybersecurity because this thing feels like sort of not unlike the earlier show we did here on octalkradio.net. There's so many places to get started with cybersecurity. What advice would you give to a CEO running a middle market company? Kind of where should they focus and start? Don't be afraid. One of the things that you want to do as a CEO is to leverage your employees because employees are the first line of defense. So one of the things that you might want to do is to make sure that they are properly trained and that they understand what the protocols are in case there's a breach. What do they need to do? Who do they need to, to notify? You also want to make sure that websites and your softwares are fully updated, and you want to provide those employees with the leading practices in terms of how to prevent things. How do you know what those are? Well, you can call me, and okay. I can t- tell okay. you all about it. Okay. And really is to strengthen those passwords. <laughs> passwords typically gets broken in rather quickly. Is that and the we weak link? Yeah, we, weak link in terms Still? of cyber attacks is the people. Uh, Actually, the people. Yeah, but don't they use the, aren't they the ones sometimes that set the passwords? That's right. And like so password. Some, Nobody's still doing password as their oh, password, are they? You'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. And there's, I would be. Yeah, there would be ways for you to strengthen those. And one of them is what's called two-factor authentication. What's that? And you probably know it. When you try to log into your uh, website to do uh-huh. online banking, uh-huh. it says, I have sent you a code to your mobile phone. Yeah. So use that code to type in. So that's a double authentication. Okay. So that's called two-factor authentication. It adds another layer of protection. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You got in this far, but you're not getting any further unless you are who you say you are, and that's one way to verify. That's it. correct. Okay. But w- what are the tools that are... Uh, this is such a huge industry that I have to imagine technology companies are building both physical devices as well as software to try to help middle market companies improve their cybersecurity. <clears throat> Yeah, that's correct. Uh, For instance, um, a lot of companies are starting to get involved with uh, biometrics, for instance. So biometrics is fingerprints, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you scan your retina as an identification tool, and there's technology that use touch DNA. Okay. So what does that mean? That means that you are using personal identification data in terms of fingerprints, touch DNA, and um, to protect what you call yourself a a crown jewel, which is some of your IP, intellectual property, credit card information of your customers, employees, vendors, etc. So you're using some of those personal identification information to protect other personal identification information. So what that means is that you need to really ask yourself, Am I willing to take that risk? Is that risk too high? What is that critical mass that you want to use some of those identifiers to protect other identifiers? Mm-hmm. So that's one. Another one is called EPP, and that's a technology, Endpoint Protection Platform. And that, uh, when um, deployed throughout the organization, it will sit and collect information 
on all the employees and all the devices that that employee uses. For instance, if Joe is a salesperson, he uses his phone, mobile phone, iPad, desktop, laptop, whatever information he uses. It's uh, basically it's a um, artificial intelligence tool that collects the behavior pattern of Joe and everybody else. When do they access? How do they access? What do they access? So they create a baseline of information. So if Joe goes to New York and accidentally leaves his mobile phone, and a bad actor comes in, tries to penetrate, right. what happens is that uh, incident is going to be compared against his normal activity. Sure. And if they spot an anomaly, the system would automatically stop, uh, shut that info, uh, access until such time that Joe can verify that was him. I just, and if he can't, then... Sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah. just had recently Google asked me if I was in South Vietnam because someone tried to access my Google profile from South Vietnam. It's, and I haven't been. Yeah. And so they read, they immediately said, that's outside your normal, you know, just wanted you to know <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, that's correct. So it, it is um, artificial intelligence. It, no, it knows what your normal behavior is. And if it's other than that, it flags it. Right. So we only have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast with you, Kim. If if I'm a business owner running a small company listening to this interview today and I think, where do I start? He's given me a lot of good information, but still, what do I, where would you, what would you tell him? First thing to do. First thing is, what is it that you need to protect? Many people panic in terms of, well, I need to protect. But the idea question is, what is it that is important to you? Is it your customer information? Is it your IP property? So what is that crown jewel? Okay. And I would then, think it's your financial, your billing, your your client list. Yeah, the client list. So where money. So now that we identify what that is, where does it reside? Okay. okay. For instance, if it resides in what's called, for instance, an ERP system, which is a uh, integrated software that contains the same data in one location. If that is the case, the good news is what? It's all the data is in one place, so it's easy to secure it. The bad news is if it gets penetrated, <laughs> it's all there. It's all there. Right. So the other option is, well, what does your system look like? The architecture, is it distributed? Meaning are things located in different locations? So that way, at least if you're penetrated and hacked in one area, uh-huh. all the other crown jewels are still safe. But the problem is they're connected. They're connected by software. They're connected with system. So what, when that happens, every time there's a connection, there's that potential weakest link. So right. you got to balance that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's these, a lot to talk about. There is. And even um, my sense is, and we don't have time to talk about it today, Kim, it's unfortunately what you learn about what happens to a company after they've been breached or hacked. It, you know, those lessons can be really painful for companies because of the way the laws are structured. And, and we, we don't have time to get into mm-hmm. that today. But suffice it to say, that can be a very daunting challenge for small companies to remediate a problem when they've been hacked. Absolutely. Not only get the bad actor out of their environment, but then what they're obligated to do legally to let their customer portfolio know can be very expensive. And to you, what you said in the beginning, can be very damaging to your brand. That's correct. Yeah. Because people can walk away from you if if they think you're too risky to do business with, right? Absolutely. And you have to tell them. You have to tell them. So it's not like they're not going to find out. That's right. All right. 
If someone wants to learn more about Chronicle, how do they find your firm online, Kim? Well, it's uh, chronicle.com, and Chronicle is with a K-H. So it's K-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E.com. And if you want to contact me directly, sure. it's my last name, Chatani, C-H-A-T-A-N-I, at chronicle.com. Spell that one more time. C-H-A-T-A-N-I, at chronicle, K-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E.com, or info at chronicle.com. It's been great. Well, I feel like we just scratched the surface. Well, yes, it's, it's a pretty deep topic. It is. It's it's deep and scary down there, isn't it? That's but right. something you ignorance is not bliss in this area. Absolutely. Right. And there are simple steps that companies can take to begin to harden their environment. Right? Yes. All right. This isn't the endless process. You can take measures and get results pretty quickly. That's correct. If you're intelligent about where you spend your money. Yes. And you can help them with that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for being a friend of the program. Welcome to the Critical Mass community, Kim. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to have you on the show today. I'd also like to thank our engineer, none other than Paul Roberts, and our producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, Haley Stern. Uh, if you'd like to connect with me on social media, let's start with Twitter. It's CEO Peer Group, CEO Peer Groups. On LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Uh, website? Critical Mass for for business.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.